Welcome to Dancing with Gravity, my podcast into the life of a juggler. My name is Cyril Rabat, I'm your host, and I'm French. Deal with it. I've been a professional juggler for the past 25 years, and in this episode, I'm going to talk about uh, what do you do when you don't want to be a juggler anymore. And the truth is that I want to be a juggler still, but I want to change things. And I don't want to be a juggler the way I have been. And it comes from mostly the the lifestyle of uh, being part of the circus. And it makes me laugh because this is the reason why I started uh, juggling, because I wanted to be part of the circus and I wanted to live this lifestyle and to live this uh, bohemian magical life. That's what drove me to become a juggler. And, and then I, I, I fell in love with juggling and, and, and I pushed myself and tried to become better for 25 years. And today I'm, thinking i'm considering shifting things because of the lifestyle of the circus which is being on the road and being traveling all the time and nothing really has changed like it's not bad I, i still love traveling and being on the road and performing but it's my relationship with it that has changed. I guess it's me who has changed. And now I, I'm seeking different things. I'm seeking um, more stability and also having a life that is a normal life, I guess. So it's funny because I'm realizing that I'm envying having a boring life. And... I don't mean to offend anyone that, you know, like having a nine to five job and a normal um, life is boring. It doesn't have to be, but it's true that the life I had until now was the opposite of boring because it was really filled with adventures and travel and experiences and challenges so that is definitely fun and challenging and the opposite of boring. But I want to have brunch on Sunday morning. I want to have days off or at least evenings where I can have a date with my wife. I, I want to have a routine. I want to go to the coffee shop and know the people at the coffee shop and, you know, say hi and have them know me. I, I want to have those like mundane things that are part of a, our routine in our life because, and I'm, and, and I'm longing having them because I never had any of those. Or when I had them, it was for a little bit, for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, and then it would always stop and then I move on and I have to recreate that sense of 
routine and community around me every every now and then because sometimes we move every week sometimes we move every month sometimes every couple of months so it's there's no regularity on how, when does that happen but every time in my life I've been settling down somewhere I always knew there were there would be an ending and the ending would come sooner than later and that is at the same time it's great because it's fueling this um it has a sense of like you need to connect with people now there's a sense of emergency like if if you don't go out now and meet those people now you, you you will pass on the occasion because next week you'll be in another country and so it is a really great incentive to create beautiful experiences because you know that mostly everything you're doing you only have one chance to do them and it's now now or never kind of so that's why there's I just realized that now that I'm talking about it, it's probably why there's so many beautiful experiences that are happening in the circus is because everybody knows that it's it's now or never. So people do take the chance. People do get out together. People do um, organize things and, and actually make themselves available for that because... Yeah, it's now or never. When you have a, a routine, you know that, you know, if one night you're feeling tired and you're like, oh, you know what, I, I can't do that. Or I'm going to cancel. I don't want to go out. I feel tired. I need to rest. And you know that probably next weekend you're going to be able to organize this pretty much the same thing with the same people. So there's always this... Um, option to to push social things back to later because they're going to happen again in a couple of weeks or i mean they're going to happen again it's like even if you don't really know when there's this sense of like it's a routine so things keep happening when you're on the road and you're meeting new people all the time there's no such thing so it's now or never and i'm I kind of want this feeling of, well, I want to see the same people over and over again. I want to have long-term friends that you keep seeing. I want to have that kind of routine in a way um, because I don't know actually why. Do I want this routine? I guess I'm not that excited anymore about touring. I feel like I did it for 25 years and I got used to it. I grew older and just got used to it. And it, it is, I, I still appreciate it when it happens and I appreciate it and I can, and I have fun and but it's not as exciting or uh, transforming as it was 
it's maybe that became my routine. <laughs> like n- not having any routine and traveling the world became my routine. So I got, I grew tired of my routine, even though for most people it seems extraordinary and it seems, uh, yeah, life full of adventure. But f- for me, it became the routine. That's the norm. And it's tiring too. And I'm sure that having a nine to five job can be very tiring. And I did experience a little bit lately because uh, I've been sedentary for the past maybe six months. And I'm deciding to put roots and to stay where I am for longer. So I'm not touring anymore and I don't want to be touring anymore because I want to find a way to find this stability and and this routine that I've been talking about and so I've helped friends with their businesses or uh, try different jobs like actually I never did that in my life before I've been a juggler and a juggler only for 25 years and so I'm like experimenting with trying different jobs and I'm realizing how hard it is and how tiring it is. <laughs> like I I got used to be a, an athlete, uh, you know, and practice many hours a day and stretch and, and push my body to, to the limit and do two three shows a day and I got used to that and that seems it's still hard but that seems okay because you know 25 years of doing that you get used to it the body gets used to it and and now that I'm trying things that everybody else is doing I'm like oh my god this is really hard sitting at a desk for eight hours this is the worst (laughs) experience ever how do you do that? How people do that? Working so much like that, like repeating the same tasks and doing the same things. It, it, I'm having a hard time like um, understanding why anyone would do something um, if it that does not have a strong meaning like a strong meaning for themselves or for the world or for their communities i know i've been questioning myself so much as a juggler as a performer i don't bring like so much money into the world or like i don't have like monetary value really it's like this experiential value but I came to the conclusion that I'm I am bringing beauty and wonder sort of poetry and grace into the world and and that it's worth sharing and that people can grow and learn from but also simply feel better by seeing or experiencing that moment of wonder and so you know like even though it's not practical like i'm not 
creating any goods or helping people like practically, I feel I'm impacting people maybe more culturally, creatively, even maybe spiritually. And that means something. And I don't think everything should have a spiritual meaning, for example, or even a creative meaning, but I feel that what we do should have a meaning, like a purpose. What What is the purpose of what we're doing every day? And I've been thinking about that a lot lately, again, because I'm like looking elsewhere and trying different things and trying to be, I guess, someone more normal or to do something that normal people do. And I say that with a lot of respect because once again, I think it's really hard what people do every day. But the main thing that I don't get is that when things don't make any sense, I don't understand how people can still do it. Because I definitely cannot. And in a way, it's um, it's probably a strength as an artist, but it's also a flaw as, as a normal person that wants to get a normal job. And I'm like, I can't handle doing something that just is meaningless. And I would push even that further in the sense that lately I've been talking with people that are specialized in finance or that are consultant. I, I meet a lot of people that are like consultant. What does that even mean? You know, like consulting? So to go to other people and tell them what to do but then they're not higher in the company. They're just coming by and then going away. Like there's all those jobs with like fancy titles and fancy terminology and, and jargon. And when I stick long enough to listen, because I'm not stupid, I'm starting to understand what they're talking about. And actually, they're saying very simple things. It's just embellished a lot by specific technical terms and jargon and the, the way it's framed to sound really fancy. Excuse me. But it seems to me the truth is it's just regular stuff so it feels to me like okay i i could i mean i taught myself i self-taught myself to juggle and now i can juggle 10 balls and i won gold medals in circus festival and work for the Cirque du soleil the biggest company on the planet the biggest circus company in the planet so I think I did a pretty good job at learning on the job. So I can, I really feel I can learn pretty much anything 
um, maybe not open heart surgery that I, I get it. I, I'll, I respect that kind of, uh, specialization, but I feel a lot of people, we're not really specialized. We, we can totally learn that. I mean, it is accessible. It's more like the, the wording and, and the construct around that makes it very fancy and I don't really mind that the one the thing that I that bothers me is that a lot of that is actually in order to hide the empty purpose that those um, professions and roles have that the only purpose is to make money the most money to capitalize and and compound interest and just basically make a bunch of money and i don't have nothing against money but if the goal is to make the most money in despite how and regardless how and the means and the effect we have on society, people, um, culture, uh, communities, health, the earth, ocean, the atmosphere. It, it really seems like straight out bad like evil right because if, if you think about it if what you do in life can have a positive impact what we do in life can also have a negative impact you know like is there such a thing as a neutral impact on the world what would be a job that has a, a neutral impact you're either creating something positive for the people around you and yourself, or you're creating something negative. You're either, I don't know, fishing and helping feed the people in your community, or you're just... buying stocks in something despite the fact that they're creating guns and promoting war maybe is that would be a bad thing a negative things i don't know i i understand that the world is very complex and things are more complex than they seem in that it's hard to break break that break things down to black or white but there's a point where i'm i think we could all honestly ask ourselves like are 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 we bringing positive in the world are we bringing health love compassion 
stuff that are helping or are we simply bringing pollution? Um, are we making people addicted to drugs? Are we promoting violence and war? You know, like there's overall overarching themes that we can still like come down to, I, I feel. What is the company we're working for? What are those values? What are, you know? Now I love it because big companies are just, it's, it's becoming so blurry because Pepsi Cola is also naked juice. And I think it's Naked Juice or something like that. Those are awesome. It's like super healthy smoothies with green stuff. Can drink that all day long and probably become healthier. But it's also over the huge umbrella of Pepsi Cola. And I'm not sure Pepsi Cola is super healthy. I think if you drink that all day long, you probably going to gain some weight and clog your arteries or something like that. I don't think I'm taking any chances here by stating that. So is it bad? Is it good? Are they doing that to like their image? Their like public image to be like, oh, no, no, we're, we're not bad. Look, we're doing good. But they're still profiting for Pepsi Cola, right? Or is it really coming from a desire to like become better and maybe stop selling Pepsi Cola and only sells the other thing? Like it seems like everything is doing for marketing. Everything is doing for like the appearance. Let's have people believe we're good and and it's all it's very machiavellic. Uh been searching this term for recently because Machiavel it's this guy who wrote the prince the book uh, the prince it's 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 a basically a book to teach a prince that's going to become king one day how to rule people and how to control them how to better divide to rule over how to uh, be feared is better than being loved as a king because it's easier to just be feared and and you you keep a better control when you're loved it's harder to assert your 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 dominance and you you need to have compassion and he's like judging all that from a very kind of neutral perspective and he's um basically teaching this kid to to be a freaking asshole because it's the best way to be a king and to 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 rule but there's no it feels there's no judgment so it's so that's why in french we use the term like his name became a word machiavel machiavellic means like you're behaving like machiavel you're you're taking all the emotion emotions out and it doesn't matter if what you're doing is intrinsic intrinsic intrinsically maybe it's a word maybe not 
it doesn't matter if in itself what you're doing is evil or good, you're using for um, as a mean to an end. And so it's this way of seeing the world where you're cutting yourself from your emotions, your humanity in a way. When you're Machiavellic, you, you have no humanity left. You're not thinking about the other person, about the well-being of the other person or the people around you or the well-being of the planet. You're just thinking about your personal power and what and, and how you're being perceived and how you can grow and have more personally, have more power, more money, more influence, more of everything. And I feel that all of us as a society, we're growing into this Machiavellic um, space. We're all becoming Machiavell. It doesn't really matter if what we're doing is hurting or helping it as long as it serves me as long as it's like self-serving it's very sad when i it's very sad i'm like i was kind of like in my bubble like as a juggler so i, I always felt like separate from the society because i'm entertaining society so during the day nine to five people go to work I don't. I chill. It's my it's my time off. And then around five, I start preparing, practicing, and getting ready for the show. After once people are done, so like my schedule has always been like on the opposite of like everybody else's schedule, like the normal society schedule, and especially in the week during the weekend like you know friday night saturday sunday people are chilling it's people's time off and for me as a performer that's my time when i work the most normally i'm chilling mostly like monday tuesday that those are the days off not not the weekend and and so like every time people have holiday or it's like a I don't know, 4th of July or something, I'm working because that's when people are having fun. I'm um, providing the fun. So I've always been like outside of the society and in my own bubble as a performer, as an artist, just thinking about my art, how can I improve, get better technically, but also better at sharing, communicating, uh, connecting with the audience, what I can do better, and now that I'm like slowing down and trying to integrate in a way, uh, air quote again, like normal society, I'm realizing how, even more, what the fuck are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? Is anyone asking themselves the purpose of what they're doing? Like the impact it, it seems to me, no. It seems to me nobody gives a shit. Like, nobody gives a shit that we're killing the ocean. And, and all the algae and stuff and the corals in the ocean. Like, we know in 
in a dozen years, it's going to be gone. And this is one of the uh, source of oxygen where we breathe. We're human beings. We do breathe oxygen, but we're killing the sources of oxygen. I, I don't get it. Like, do people understand what it means? Or you need to paint a picture? Are we so fucking stupid? It it seems to me we need to wake up. We need to freaking wake up. And I don't really know how to do that. Because I I know how to juggle. Yeah, that's it. I, I know how to juggle. I don't know much more, actually. I have a lot of common knowledge, I guess, and common wisdom, maybe. But I'm very bad at business because it doesn't make any sense to me. Make money for the sake of money. I, I don't get it. I don't really want stuff. I don't I don't want to, I don't need money to have a lot of stuff. I need money to to feed myself and my children. I need money to house myself and my family. I need money to have fun sometimes, but I I don't really need money to have money. Maybe I should. My my wife thinks I should. She, she would feel better if I had a bigger bank account. But what's the meaning of all that? Sometimes it feels like the, the train started and now it's in motion and nobody's questioning where we're going. Like, Or if it's even interesting to have the train keep on going. We're, we're, and, and even worse, we're just trying to get faster. We don't know where we're going, but we're just trying to accelerate the train. Like we're just trying to fuel it to go faster, to, to, to communicate faster, to move faster, to fly faster, to fly further away, not just from London to Singapore, but from London to the moon or Mars. Like, we're just trying to expand and to increase how fast we're expanding. And I'm, I'm, I'm not sure we're asking the actual important question. Why? And why are we doing that? And what's the impact of doing that? Is, is it good or is it bad? Are we helping or are we destroying are we empowering or are we hurting people? Are, are we giving or are we taking advantage of people? It feels a lot we're taking advantage and it's like a free-for-all. Just take advantage. Take people's money. Sell as much as possible. It doesn't really matter if there's a lot of waste, if people actually need it. If it's actually helping the planet, just just make it and sell it. Hmm. Well, this is an ongoing um, reflection, so I don't 
it's more of an open question. And I would love for you to ask yourself that question. What the fuck are you doing? Are you helping yourself, people around you, the planet, you know, on different scales? And it doesn't need to be all of them, but at least if you're helping like one of the scale, you know, like if, if, you're, if you're helping at one level, that, that would be fantastic. <laughs> that would be actually fantastic. Because it seems to me that the vast majority of people are are just not doing that. So, um, if you find this podcast valuable, you can support it in many ways. And you know all the ways. Rate it, uh, review it, share it, and go buy some stuff on playjuggling.com. Check out the promo code in the show notes. And thanks for listening to the show, guys. Remember, failure is, is an essential part of juggling. But failing is not the problem. The problem is not learning from your failures. So get out there and juggle, fail, learn, repeat. Repeat.